This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. Now, on with the show. Hey, it's Chris Porter from Last Comic Standing. Uh, you know the season from 1957. Uh, you listen to PF's Tape Recorder. Dig it. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, Rocky Laporte, comedian, actor, grandfather. I took him to the Museum of Science and Industry. Yeah, it was just packed, and I had two of them with me. And I'm like, you know, you go, now guys, I don't, you know, I stay close to grandpa, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what they saw, but at the same time, they both took off in opposite directions. We'll hear more from Rocky in just a few minutes. Always a great talk with Rocky. We look into the Hillary Clinton email situation slash scandal, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, We'll also play the hottest record in the world as determined by me from my PF Sampler playlist that I keep in my iTunes. I'll I'll grab something from that, and that'll be our playout song. Uh, But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. Apple continues to tout the virtues of its new iWatch product, apparently oblivious to the fact that the reason most people don't wear a watch is because they have a phone! Michelle Obama arrived in Japan on Wednesday afternoon on her first visit to that country as part of a trip to highlight the importance of girls' education. Fox News is set to report that she's done something horrible there. They're just not sure what it is yet. Meanwhile, President Obama met with Prince Charles this past Thursday, or as Fox News put it, Britain's future king meets America's current king. The Hillary Clinton email scandal continues to be the focus of conservative lawmakers. Pundits speculate that this could be very damaging to the Democrats' chances of keeping the White House in 2016. If Hillary should falter, the only chance the Democrats have to keep the White House is the 12 people running on the GOP side. Israel's Benjamin Netanyahu has said he hopes to form a new governing coalition within two to three weeks after securing a surprise win in elections this past week. His Likud party comfortably beat the center-left Zionist Union despite exit polls forecasting a dead heat. Netanyahu proposed a coalition that will include orthodox parties, moderate factions, and members of the U.S. House of Representatives. The governor of Virginia has ordered the Virginia State Police to investigate the bloody arrest of a black third-year student at the University of Virginia by alcohol beverage control agents. Martiz Johnson, 20, a member of the Honor Committee at the Charlottesville School, was arrested around 12.45 a.m. this past Wednesday and charged with public intoxication, obstruction of justice, and being black. Cuba's state telecom agency, Atasca, has granted approval to the artist Kiko to open the country's first public wireless hub at his cultural center. Kiko, who has close ties to the Cuban government, is operating the hub using his own government-approved internet connection and paying approximately $900, 600 pounds UK, per month to run it. Said one government official, this will make it way easier to track down dissidents. U.S. officials have launched an investigation into McDonald's after 28 employees in 19 different cities said they suffered injuries due to hazardous equipment and lack safety standards. Some workers claim they had been told to treat their injuries with condiments, such as mustard and mayonnaise, rather than medical cream. Management often referred to the condiments as entry-level ointments. And finally, Representative Aaron Schock is resigning after questions over his use of campaign and public funds. 
Mr. Schock, 33, is under fire for his lavish spending using public funds on donator-provided private jets and property transactions involving political contributors. He also spent $40,000 decorating his congressional office in the style of Downton Abbey, the popular British TV series. Mr. Schock, however, has never seen that show, said both his footman and his valet. And that's been Fake News with me. So we mentioned the Hillary Clinton email situation back there in fake news with uh, what I would call a, a pretty funny joke. Not quite as good as the uh, Aaron Shock joke, the, of course, the Downton Congressman, but uh, but pretty close, pretty close. Um, so anyway, uh, now we're not calling it a scandal yet because I quite frankly, I don't think it is a scandal. It's um, it's it's pretty serious. I mean, you know, there are some I've heard some stories about going back and forth, even progressives saying, well, look, it's, you know, even though the those emails are uh, were secured in, to the people they were sent to, you're, they're not you're just not supposed to do it that way. And it's supposed to be done a certain way, and it has to stay all within the State Department. That's fine. So it may become a scandal, yet uh, my conservative friends listening, you know, uh, keep the faith. Anyway, uh, they were talking about this on Morning Joe a couple of weeks ago, and Mika Brzezinski had this to say. If this were Dick Cheney, and he said, I have my own server, server and I deleted emails I want to delete, and you guys get 30, the ones I emails. give you, yeah. I'm sorry, there would be... Yeah. A federal judge there would, be, would be compelling production immediately. I it just would. Believe- that, of course, from liberal MSNBC, and uh, Frank Conniff has a great line about MSNBC, uh, you may have heard before, and it's uh, MSNBC is the network that is so liberal, it starts its broadcast day with three hours of conservative talk. Okay, well, the first thing I would like to ask Mika Brzezinski is if these were Dick Cheney's emails, would Fox News be asking these hard-hitting questions? Because she's insisting in this piece that, hey, this is just journalists asking questions. And yeah, a lot of it is. I mean, you know, you need to ask the questions. Let's get to the bottom of this. That's fine. But the notion that Fox News somehow would go after Dick Cheney with, with the same vigilance that everybody else seems to be going after Hillary, and probably rightly so, by the way, is just is just crazy. And secondly, uh, I took this clip, actually, from the Media Research Center, doing the research and quotes as always because the research is awful uh the headline for their piece said uh, that mika said can you imagine if these were dick cheney's emails and that kind of got me going on this piece because you know what i could imagine if this were dick cheney Welcome back to Meet the Press. I'm Chuck Todd, and joining me is former Vice President Dick Cheney. Uh, Mr. Former Vice President, uh, you sent emails on a private email account, and that's a, that's a bunch of crap, uh, with all due respect. Uh, not, there was no uh, impropriety. There was nothing done illegal, and it's a load of crap. Uh, but there's evidence here that, uh, look, I sent those emails. Those emails are securely held by the people that received them. Uh, there was nothing illegal and appropriate uh, and I, in regards to any of my emails and not, or any other email sent from the Vice President's office. Uh, yes, but I'm going to uh, do something uh, that I rarely do and ask a follow-up question about these emails. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Enough of this. Vader, release him. As you wish. <coughs> oh, well, thank you, uh, Mr. Former Vice President. Uh, coming up on our next segment, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas will explain why people in his state uh, don't need affordable health care. <coughs> Well, 
Rocky Laporte is a stand-up comedian from Chicago, Illinois, and you may have seen him on last season's installment of Last Comic Standing, where he finished in the top five. Just a down-to-earth, funny guy. Always good to talk to Rocky Laporte. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's Rocky Laporte. Rocky, how you doing? I'm doing good, P.S. How you been, buddy? Good, man. Um, I can't remember if you've been on the tape recorder. I know you did the football podcast a couple of times, but I yeah, don't think yeah. you've been on the uh, the tape recorder before. Um, so it's been a while since we talked. I guess, first of all, what's new with you, man? Well, uh, we did, uh, I just got finished up doing that last comic standing last year. Yeah. And then we did a huge tour. We did a two and a half month tour. Uh, in the winter and fall that was just wrapped up right before the holidays. So okay. that was crazy, man. It took up most of my last year, but it was great. I got a lot of new fans out of it. And um, Ron White saw it. And uh, March 4th, we're going to Vegas to shoot, uh, it's called Salute to the Troops. And okay, they yeah. do it every year. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be on country music television, you know? Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty neat, you know? Yeah, so this last comic thing really worked out for you. Yeah, it was a grind, but um, it really uh, got us a lot of exposure, and I finished in the top five, and then, you know, the tour, we're doing like 2,000-seat theaters, and it was great, man. A lot of, got a lot of new fans and met a lot of nice people. Yeah, it's funny, because uh, I like the format they did it, uh, the way they did it this year, and uh, when it first started, I went and looked at the roster, <laughs> And of course, I was rooting for all the people I knew when it started. Yeah, Although I did, yeah. I did make some uh, become fans of of Joe and Rodman, who I'd never really seen before because those guys had never been to Minneapolis or Cincinnati or any other cities I'd interview people for. So it was nice seeing some fresh yeah, faces. Yeah, a lot of people good. That Joe's a funny kid, man. He is, yeah. Um, a little shy. He, he won't. You won't do a regular interview. I was supposed to interview him for next week, and his publicist said, "Oh yeah, we'll just send him the questions and he'll answer them." And I'm like, "Oh, for Christ's sake." <laughs> One of those guys, oh. yeah. But I mean, there's people yeah. like that. This the 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 kid that uh, does. He's uh, Owl City is the name of his group. He's kind of a one man band. He was like that when he started. He's from Minneapolis, actually. And when he first got oh, big, is that right? Yeah, when he first got big, I wanted to interview him, and they said, "Oh, we'll just email the questions." He's kind of shy. I'm like, oh, okay. But um, oh. yeah, people get like that. I can see that. I mean, because you could tell on, even on camera, he seemed the least comfortable when they were doing the little interview things, you know? He uh-huh. just didn't seem like, uh-huh. were you, it was just old hat. I mean, you've been doing this, you know, to not make it sound old, but, uh, yeah. you know, you've been doing this for so long. 150 years. Right, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, <laughs> one thing I was dying to ask you when I saw you on, on Last Comic, they had the one uh, part where they, they bring in other comedians to advise you guys, and the yeah. one thing with, uh, when you sat down with Amy Schumer, and I love Amy. I've interviewed her before for papers, and even though I kind of, I think, I accidentally offended her. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to her about the roast that she did, and I was saying, uh, because she, she did that thing, you know, she, you know, Patrice was a good friend of hers, and she, Patrice O'Neill, and he oh. was, and she was, you know, really had some really funny stuff. Well, I accidentally maybe implied that I said he was, oh, he, well, he's like one of the, you know, he's, he's, a, a, he's a great comedian or something. And she goes, well, and so am I. And I'm like, well, yeah, yes, that's why I'm talking to you, dear. It's, you oh, know, it's wow. not, I didn't say dear, but I was like, <laughs> really? well, you were, yeah, I was like, I think she thought that my line of questioning was assuming that she wasn't a great comedian, which she absolutely is. But my point is, oh, is that when she's, so advi- when she's advising you on Last Comic Standing, I'm thinking like, 
Okay. I can see maybe Wanda talking because it's her show. Yeah, she just yeah, the show. yeah. What a lot the, of people had... Uh, what in the uh, world is Amy yeah, Schumer going to tell that. Rocky Laporte that he doesn't already know? I mean, that's just that's just crazy. But you were very diplomatic about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great talking to her. And, I mean, she, she's... And again, she's awesome. It's just, I just think yeah. that was kind of a silly... Maybe, and even you know, maybe Lachlan, because they're kind of close to the same age. Okay, I can see that. But Yeah, you know. yeah. You should have said, tell me more about Patrice O'Neill. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep, uh, keep asking her questions about him. There you go. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. But um, so, but uh, you, you kind of rolled with the punches uh, f- through the through the whole show because I think you you know you were probably the the most seasoned guy uh, there that I can recall because I you know we we've been doing this you and I've been chatting back and forth for these interviews for for years now and um, uh, and Jimmy Schubert was on her too. Jimmy's been yeah, doing it a long time. That's right. He got into the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to him in a couple of weeks too, and you have him on the podcast, and I've interviewed him for. Oh, you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's crazy, man. He's off the rails. He's he a good guy. He's funny. Yeah. So, well, let's ask. Oh, you know, when people saw the backstory, you know, I wasn't. I didn't realize that you're actually a grandpa. Ten. I got ten grandkids, man. I did not know that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, my kids really like sex. I guess yeah. you know they're really. Uh, <laughs> they found out about it. They're not stopping anytime soon. <laughs> So I mean, so when you go home to Chicago, you're just you're just grandpa, or do they know that you know you're also on the TV and and you're a funny grandpa, um, or are you just a funny grandpa and they don't you know? We know it's so weird. Like I guess when the show was airing and they were watching it on TV, like that was a big kick. Like because some of them just had their mouths open, they were like, "Holy cow!" Like I guess they didn't really understand. You know, all I did though, the younger ones, you yeah. know, and they. It was like uh, it was amazing to watch them be amazed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah. and how many kids do you have? I have four kids. I okay. have three daughters and a son, and then uh, ten grandbabies. Holy cow! I remember one time, PF, like uh, you know, here in Chicago, uh, when school's out, like it was one of those days, like uh, you know, it was like the, there was no school, and I took them to the Museum of Science and Industry. Oh and yeah, yeah. Packed. Yeah, yeah, it was just packed, and I had two of them with me, and uh, and I'm like, you know, you go to now, guys, like don't, you know, I stay close to Grandpa, blah blah blah, and I don't know what they saw, but at the same time, they both took off in opposite directions, like in a packed museum, and I'm like, oh man, like what do I? And I know you're not supposed to think like this, but uh, I go, I gotta. I go. I'm gonna go chase down the skinny one because he was faster. Because the <laughs> you know the heavier one, he was kind of like rolling along. Like like we can always catch up to him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know you can't come back with just one grandkid, you know. Or no. <laughs> I'm like, what do you do? Like you pick the one with the most potential. Like how do you like, who you go after first? You know. Yeah. So was so when you're back in Chicago, you're just home doing grandpa stuff. Yeah, yeah, when I'm home, like, uh, I have a nice, uh, you know, I had a big uh, play set in the yard there for them, and they all come over, and there's a sandbox, and it's great. Like, they, they love coming here, and I love when they're here, you know? So is the whole family still in the Chicagoland area? Uh, yep. My my son and my daughter, they're over uh, in Indiana, but not far, you know? Okay. Like, uh, so, you know, we get to see them really often. It's great, you know? Yeah, but we've been dying to make it back to Chicago uh, sometime soon because we always have. We try to go once a year from down in Cincinnati, but uh, 
Yeah. Well, coming the the spring, the fall is the best time. We had like 18 inches of snow last week. It was bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were there on uh, for St. Patrick's Day weekend one year because my favorite band was playing there. And they were. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. They were at Park West. Oh, okay. They just happened to turn up. Uh, that happened to be the date they were playing there. There were a lot of, like, like Flogging Mollies were in town. Uh, and what was the other? Uh, Dropkick Murphys, I think, were also in town. Uh, oh, playing, wow. Yeah, and I guess they play actual St. Patrick's Day back in Boston where those they're from. But since Chicago celebrates it, whatever the closest weekend is, and they die the river, and we saw that, um, they come and play Chicago. But it, OMD just happened to turn up there because that just happened to be where the next stop on the tour was. But um, we had a really good time. Oh. Are they better people. than Patrice O'Neill? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ask that Amy Schumer about OMD. <laughs> See what she has here. Oh my God. Poor girl's ears are probably burning. I'm, 20, I'm she's, 22. That's, uh, she's never going to talk to me again. sign of something, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never talk to me. She'll never do an interview with me again for City Pages or City Beat or anything. Um, so uh, last week, uh, you said you said you were, you've been crazy busy. What have you been mostly crazy busy? I know you do corporate gigs and you do you do TV and, and all kind of different things. What's Is it just a variety of things taking up your time? Yeah, you know, after the show, like like I'm I'm literally booked through the rest of this year already. You know, oh, I cool. actually have a gig already in January of 2016 booked already. So after the show, like things like really took off, and um, you know, uh, a lot of corporate work picked up. But you know, what's weird about that is like, uh, you know, I like that, but. You know, like the other day, I was in Florida, and then I went to uh, Pennsylvania, and then I went to North Dakota. Like, it's just like you're ping-ponging all over the place, you know, and that, yeah. uh, that's a little bit challenging in the, in the winter with the weather, but just it, it beats you up, too, when you're in a different time zone in a different bed every night, you know? Yeah, you were saying that um, we had to postpone the interview a week because uh, right after the gig in Florida, the, the, all the suits wanted to hang out with you. Do you like get a chance to do a lot of like cool stuff with different companies when they, after you finish a set, they, hey, you know, because who wouldn't want to power yeah. on a donkey? Yeah, and a lot of times they had you come in like a day or two early and they go, hey, if you want to hang out like a day or two late, like, you know, I've gone, they go, hey, we're going to have this, you know, you could just get a Jeep and go riding or, you know, golfing or horseback riding. Like sometimes when you do the bigger places, you know, you hang out with the guys and you schmooze and they like, they go, hey, you know, there's like a lot of great little perks with that stuff, you know. And thanks for working with me last week, by the way. I was oh, no all problem. over the place, man. Oh, no, I, and, I, uh, I totally get it. Thanks for doing that, buddy. Oh, no, it's it's uh, it's, it's crazy here, too. Just, you know, as you know, being a parent, there's just, you know, uh, crazy, crazy yeah. things going on all the time. So what's that kind of the coolest thing you've gotten to do when you've done a corporate gig? Um, hmm. I got to go to some cool places, like, you know, I've done them in Hawaii and, like, St. Kitts and the Caribbean. Oh, wow. And, like, sometimes you go to really cool places, you know, but, I mean, also, in my, like, I got to meet the Rolling Stones. Like, oh, wow. And I became good friends with Brett Favre from the Green Bay Packers. Like, I just, like, there's a lot of cool stuff. Like, you know, like, sometimes you get those gigs where you're, like, in, you know, like, uh, the North Pole for a week and there's, like, a Denny's there. And then, you know, then there's other gigs like this where it's just unbelievable, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you, I remember uh, I was listening to some podcasts and Rich, Rich oh, it was David Feldman's, Rich Scheidner was on. He was recalling how you would, you would go, you'd go up to Alaska for a week and do shows all around the, uh, for all the different <coughs> oil companies and then come back. And then he said, it, that's, that was just crazy. Did, it, did, did you, I guess back in the day, you must have done some of the, those kind of crazy road gigs like that. 
Yeah, and they would you would do uh, like up in Alaska, you go on those puddle jumpers on those little planes right. yeah, going yeah. like from because there's no big airports, you know. Like a lot of them, they're landing in the middle of nowhere, and that was kind of crazy, you know. Uh, so, how are you doing a uh, TV work wise? I know you you turn up uh, on a TV as a guest star a couple of times a year, uh, or as your uh, live uh, live performing not kind of taken over and prevented that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, they. I, I was in L.A. for 14 years, and, uh, you know, my managers, they want me to move back there for some more TV opportunities, but, uh, man, I don't, you know, like, I'm on the fence about that. I don't I don't know, you know. It seems nowadays you can kind of live where you want for some yeah, things, yeah. but uh, for auditions and all that, you kind of got to be out there for next day stuff, you know. So I'm considering maybe moving back out there, but... I don't know. I'm I'm really on the fence about it, buddy. Yeah, some guys split time, and then other guys like we have you know Josh Need and Gary Owen live here in Cincinnati now, and they just say, hey, if people need me, they know guys that can they can run down to the studio here and shoot a uh, an audition, and they just you know send it over the computer. Yeah, yeah, and there you go. Hey, do you see Jeff Jenna anymore? Uh, I have never spoken to Jeff Jenna, oddly, because when he was playing oh. Clevelanders, where the only market he plays that I used to cover, uh, they don't use my stuff anymore. And a couple of times oh, I pitched him somebody else. Yeah, but he's a Cincinnati guy, right? Doesn't he play Cincinnati? Uh, I don't think he's been here for a while, because I certainly would have spoken to him over the years. Oh, or if he has, he I might have done maybe that. theater or something, or maybe they wanted me to interview someone else that week. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't. Well, he's one of the few guys that I know of that I haven't spoken to. It's weird. Well, like occasionally I'll pitch to papers like in Salt Lake City and Denver. I'll look to see who's coming to those clubs. And there's a bunch of guys I have never heard of. It's mostly Holy the people... Cow. Yeah, mostly the people that play Minneapolis, Cincinnati are all kind of, most of them are part of that big comedy arm of California comedians, maybe Jimmy Pardo, Jimmy Dore, and people that know them or know of them, that whole. And then there's this whole other group of people I just never, and I, but I know who Jeff Jenna is. Jeff Jenna I've heard of, so I would know him to interview yeah. him. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just really well, strange. That was the good thing about Last Comic. Like, it exposed a lot yes. of veterans that were out oh, there yeah. for years that people exactly. didn't know. And it got like a lot of new guys like breaks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know uh, Joe Mackey's only been doing. Ain't that funny? Like he, Joe Mackey's been doing it nine years, and in the business, that's not a long time. Like that's. Oh yeah. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, I, I, that's, yeah, and, and same thing. With, you know, Lachlan's been here before. I've talked to him, but he got a huge boost from it, of course. And then Rodman, yeah. I'd never seen Rodman before. He's great. So yeah, there was there were uh, you know a lot of people. We um, a couple of guys from here were on there. Alex Stone, he's a he's a really funny kid. He actually he's in Chicago. Oh, he's a Cincinnati guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he was uh, he one of his jokes made it to the internet version of the show. They um, and they showed a clip of him in the promo saying, "Coming up next week, the comics continue to perform." And they just showed a, a random clip of him, but he wasn't actually on TV. And then uh, a guy I wanted to talk to you about, uh, coincidentally, Jeff Tate. Do you know Jeff? You know what? I met him. I think, uh, but I don't. I don't know. If, like I don't know him. Know him? Okay. He said he met you once. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He has a podcast uh, called Afternoon Everybody, and it's about his obsession uh-huh. with the TV series Cheers. And at the end of the interview, we were chit chatting, and I'd mentioned I'd, I'd met George Went once. I was an extra in a movie that they were shooting in Pittsburgh. And Jeff told me, he goes, well, I've never met anyone that was actually in the main cast. He goes, I met people that have been on the show, like one episode. He goes, you know, I met Rocky Laporte. I'm like, no way, I know Rocky. And he says, yeah, I met him oh. once, and I didn't talk to him about it. So I just texted him. You guys are in Minneapolis the same week. So, oh, is that right? So he may reach out to you to be on his podcast, uh, Afternoon Everybody. I oh, suggested absolutely. it to him, yeah. So uh, 
Uh, I think it'd be very cool. Yeah, you meet so many people, you know, like I know oh, the yeah. name and I remember meeting him, but I think it was a well, while ago, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to do it, man. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. He said you played a construction worker in season eight or something like that, or season yeah, nine or holy something cow. like that. Yeah. It was, oh, he's a freak about it, huh? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, it's, it's like, like me with OMD or with, uh, I don't really know that a freak about a TV show like that. I used to be, I used to be able to tell you everything uh-huh. there was to know about MASH, but, um. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah, that good show. Yeah, that was my big show when I was in high school. My buddy and I in college, we we well, we called our dorm room the swamp. We were we were pretty obsessed. Uh, I was in Arizona for uh, like New Year's Eve and stuff, and uh, there was this guy that I was working with down there, and he did the same thing, but with the Golden Girls. Like he was a huge Golden Girls oh, fan. Yeah, my wife and I love that show. <laughs> Yeah, so you know what he would do? He would give everybody like an episode to watch, and then they okay, would yeah. talk about it on the podcast. So yeah, yeah. Watched it, well, you know, my wife who hates my podcast and hates that I do a podcast, I suggested to her that. Um, really? Oh yeah, I, I had the discussion with Pat Francis of the Rock Solid podcast. He's, he's oh, best, I remember Pat. Yeah, yeah he's, he's best buds with uh, Jimmy Pardo and them. And I said, yeah, my wife yeah. hates it. She, he, she hates it. What she doesn't? You have a hobby that gets you in a better frame of mind. Like if if I'm not doing something that makes money, like this interview, of course, will appear in city pages, and I'll get paid for that. But the podcast doesn't make any money. We're very close. Four thousand listeners a week. You need five thousand to get advertising. But until it makes uh, money, right? until it makes money, this is just a big waste of time. That I'm just oh, I should be God. making money. But anyway, I suggest we we watch Love Boat uh, on Saturday nights on YouTube. Uh, like back in the 70s and we make French bread pizzas and I said you know we should do a Love Boat podcast because we always have these funny observations and she's hilarious when she's commenting on the show so we should just watch an episode and comment on it and talk about all the guest stars that were on it now people unfortunately people that listen to podcasts and people that would understand love remember Love Boat are two different demographics I think like you and I would remember Love Boat but a lot of other people be like what what the hell is that Yeah, you know what? You know what I've been watching, man. Those old Superman reruns. Do you remember those? The black and white ones. Oh yeah, they started black and white. Me TV just started showing those with George Reeves, right? Yeah, yeah, I love that show, and I've been watching it almost every night when I'm home. And uh, man, it's so corny because that was like from the late fifties, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was like so bad, and the plots are like so, you know, crazy and. I think that'd be funny to do a Superman podcast, but only like you know older people would. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah, that's the thing. Well, with that though, yeah, I think you have enough all Superman those shows nuts. Were great. You know what I mean? Like F Troop and yeah. I Dream the Genie, like and all on on TV. Right. Know? Yeah, I think there's enough Superman nuts and comic book nuts though that would would probably appreciate someone guiding them back to the the TV series and then the cartoon in the 60s and 70s and the Justice League of America. They don't already know it. They, they probably know that much about it. But, yeah, and all those and stuff. Because I know a lot of them, they get into all the different movies, no matter, you know, the, the first Superman, the, 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 then the reboot they did in the 2000s and stuff like that. So there's that probably is more of a market yeah. than Love Boat. Although if that guy's doing the Golden Girls podcast, maybe I should revisit this idea with my wife and doing the Love Boat podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, get her get her involved and get her, and then she exactly. won't be on your case too much. You know there what you, I mean? There you go, yeah. But it's, boy, Love Boat's just weird. There was an episode with uh, the gal who plays the maid on uh, Two and a Half Men, uh, uh, Conchata Farrell. And, uh, oh, is that she right? Was, she was on an episode, and they were, she apparently uh, was a, a high school gym teacher or something, and it was Julie's old high school gym teacher, and there was kind of a romance with her and Doc, and they spent, it's a two-part episode, they spent the whole plot fat shaming her and she's not even fat 
<laughs> thing. Really? Yeah, she's not skinny like Julie, but they're like, oh, well, you don't want to move her because she's fat. Like, and my wife and I are like, no, she's not. What? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, it's terrible. And then oh, Joyce my DeWitt, God. It's funny. Joyce DeWitt does you know an episode. You so weird yeah. about it? Like, you couldn't do that today on a sitcom, exactly. probably. Yeah, but, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, because it'd be considered politically incorrect. Right. Like, everybody's so politically incorrect. But then they have people on TV, like, they, they have, like, my 600-pound life, you know? Like, yeah. they, but they put it on anyway, like, put it in, like, a different format, but you can't say it, but they're going to put a show on about it. It's, it's kind of goofy, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. TV just gets, gets weirder and weirder. So is do you uh, watch TV in your spare time to relax? You're not doing comedy to kind of t- take a break and decompress, or do you golf, or what What do you generally do? No, I like to, I'm a, I love movies. I love watching movies, you know, and uh, and I like watching like those old uh, you know TV. I like watching Cops and Superman and you know like all those old shows and you know those those make me laugh. And you know, I started watching that I didn't see in the beginning, and he's actually a good friend of mine, Philly Gardell. Oh yeah, well, yes, yeah, Mike and Molly. That's yeah. a pretty funny show. Yeah. We should revisit that. We used to watch that, and then I don't know what what happened. Is this, we, I guess we we can watch one show a night, and then we end up falling asleep to it, basically. But uh, yeah, I've always, I've interviewed him before. Gosh, years and years ago. Super nice guy, and I I have friends in Pittsburgh that know him that do comedy. They know him from when he was. Uh, oh yeah, there back yeah, he's a day. Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so speaking of sports, then what? Uh, I know you're a big Chicago sports fan. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what are your prospects uh, look, looking like here? Uh, with with uh, you, you a Cubs guy or a White Sox guy? Oh, I hate the Cubs. Okay, you know it's so funny. I go on WGN on their flag station on their radio and TV. I make fun of them on their own station. Like that's how <laughs> much I dislike those guys. <laughs> so last time I was on there, I said I brought a radar gun to the Cubs game because I wanted to see how fast Hope leaves the field. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a South Side guy. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, White Sox, Bears fans, and uh, Blackhawks. You know. There you go. You you and uh, Jimmy Pardo with the White Sox Southside guys. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, uh, on that show on uh, Billy uh, Billy Gardell's show. Yeah. Mark Mark Roberts. Uh, he's a Chicago guy. He he created that show, and then uh, Carla Felicia is another. There's like a bunch of Chicago people writing on that show. Oh wow. Yeah, and Billy plays a Chicago cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't. I saw that a couple episodes the first season. Uh, I don't know why we we fell out of it, but um, I think I might have moved nights or something, and then we just kind of lost track of it. They might have moved it around or something. But uh, yeah, well, uh, cool, man. I appreciate you taking the time today to to chat with your extremely busy schedule. What are most of your gigs like the rest of the year? Is it is it club dates like this? Is it theaters? Is it what's? Or is it uh, all it's kinds mixed, of stuff? you know. Uh, I got a little bit of everything. We got some theaters coming up. We got some clubs. I got some corporates. You know, it's like a little bit of everything. It's a big hodgepodge, but uh, I'm happy, man. It's great, and you know, it's good to be busy. And oh yeah, well, I think everybody's happy uh, for I, you. It's one of those things where people, you know, about time, uh, people started recognizing and and uh, getting on board the Rocky La, the Rocky Laporte ship. Yeah, thank you, man. Like, a lot of times people go, man, I didn't even, like, you know, they've been doing it like 25 years, I never heard of you, you know, and, and they go, oh, and then, you know, they become instant fans, you know, right, I mean, right. uh, I'm no Amy Schumer, but, uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, you don't look that old, though, you don't, you know, oh, thanks, man, yeah, you look like maybe, maybe my age, and you may have been passed for younger, you know, with, with, oh, uh, yeah, thanks, man, it, it, that's you, what you think... I, uh, that's what I say, I go, uh, I turned 42 about 
three or four years ago, and my friends they go, "You don't seem that old." And I go, "That's because I read at a third grade level." <laughs> All right, man. I think that's a good place to leave it. And as always, hopefully, we'll see you back in Cincinnati sometime soon. Although I think last time we spoke, we were still trying to get you down here. I got Yeah, you know, I got an agent now, and I got him working on that. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get all over, you know, yeah. like go back to, you know, I'm getting into a lot of new markets, you know, and that's fun too, you know. But um, yeah, it's a busy year, but we'll get down there because I love Cincinnati. I remember cool, I used to play that Copenhagen down there. That's right. Yeah. Everybody treated me well down that way. Cool, man. All right. Well, uh, good luck the rest of the way, and uh, safe travels and all that as you're moving around the country. Thanks, P.F., and All thanks right. for working with me on my oh, schedule. Oh, no problem, here, buddy. buddy. All right, man. Talk to you later. Means a lot. Dude, I love both thing too. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to get that rolling. <laughs> thanks, All Rocky. All right, brother. All right. I'll get Amy Schumer on there for you. Okay. Well, we'll have her watch an episode. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll All right, see you. Bye. All right, bye. Thanks again to Rocky Laporte for being on the show. You can catch Rocky, oh gosh, all over the place. He does have a busy year. Uh, coming up April 2nd through the 4th, he is in Schaumburg, Illinois at the Improv. He'll be in Tampa April 9th through the 12th at Sides Flitters. Then in Royal Oak, Michigan at the famous Comedy Castle April 16th through the 18th uh, there in suburban Detroit. In Cleveland, Ohio, May 11th and 12th at Hilarity. is a great place to see a comedy show. And then he's in Las Vegas after doing uh, a couple private functions and a cruise and such. He'll be in Las Vegas at Harris Casino June 23rd through June 29th, or no, June 28th, and then he goes up to Lake Tahoe, and he will be performing up there at Harrah's, I believe, uh, July 1st through the 5th. No, he'll be at Harvey's Casino in Lake Tahoe. Excuse me. Harvey's and Harrah's look alike when you are when you have your old man eyes looking at a computer, and he's busy through the whole year. Just go to his website, RockyLaporte.com, find out all the Rocky Laporte information that you need. Okay, the usual credits, of course. Uh, PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Coble. Dan and Megan's podcast, The Queen's Gambit is available in iTunes and everywhere you find podcasts. Of course, it's a uh, it's a podcast about the TV show Arrow. Uh, they've been real busy. Uh, they're switching houses. Uh, they're moving across town, and so they, they may have delayed uh, their latest episode, but go to, I believe it's the queensgambitpodcast.com. That's the exact website for the show, or just look for it in iTunes or, like I said, anywhere else you find podcasts. And if you're a fan of the show Arrow, I'm sure you will dig that. Let's see what else do we have to get to. Of course, uh, music composed and performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Like the show on Facebook. Uh, go to Home Shirts Cleveland and order a shirt. Use the code PFTR and save yourself 10%, why don't you? And, of course, uh, if you go to the Defunct League page, uh, if you buy a shirt from there, in most cases it's complicated. We do make a couple of bucks from that. If you buy anything from the Cleveland site, for the most part, we make a couple of bucks from that. So it's a good way to support the show and a way to look cool. And that way I'm not putting a silly donation button on the page or anything like that or, or doing anything like that. So uh, that is going to do it. Uh, we've been having fun the past couple of weeks doing a hottest record in the world. Not day we borrowed from Zane Lowe, uh, late of BBC Radio 1. And uh, Annie Mack has taken over that show there. And she is still doing the hottest record in the world. That's the one thing she kept from Zane's show. And we've had fun stealing the idea. And... Uh, uh, this, uh, let me see, about a week and a half ago on March 10th, I believe, was the official release date of the 30th anniversary edition of OMD's Junk Culture, and I reviewed it for the Pop Culture Beast. Just go to the popculturebeast.com, 
type OMD into the search bar on the right, it'll take you right to it. And, uh, gee, I wonder if PF liked it. Well, of course, I, I like it. It's a good album. But what I re- really talked about in the review wasn't so much the album itself, although I did make some observations uh, about it that I hadn't really uh, realized before, uh, listening to it all the way through again. Because uh, I had listened to it all the way through again in a while. Like, you know, I, I jump around. I'm, I'm a singles guy. I don't, I'm not really an album guy. But anyway, had some observations about it uh, from that standpoint. And also, really, from the, the extras, I took some uh, exception with. Uh, I believe we ripped off a few tracks. Uh, they shortened one of the extended versions of one of the tracks. So, you know, uh, I mean, it's nice to have it. And certainly, and uh, the, one of the nice things is we got some B-sides we've never had before. I'm going to play one of them for you now. When uh, Paul and Andy were on BBC Radio 6 on the Radcliffe and McConey show, they were talking about the release of the Junk Culture Special Edition, and they said uh, one of the tracks uh, they were they discovered by accident, Paul was going through the, to the tracks to remaster them, and they stumbled onto a song he didn't even remember recording. So this is him doing the vocal on a song called All or Nothing, and it kind of sounds like it's left over more even from architecture and morality. I'll play a little bit of this for you as our play out. And uh, I'll also say so long and thanks for listening. you down